And I will say that if you can't say no to the things that you don't want, you'll never be able to say yes to the things that you do want. A lot of soul. Hi, this is Rod Jans with Fuel Radio, and on the line with me is Isabel Mercier Turcotte. Isabel is a no-nonsense gal helping people build businesses and lives that totally rock. She works with passionate entrepreneurs to create, communicate, and deliver massive value through innovation strategies, brand alignment, and performance coaching. She's known as the catalyst dedicated to empowering 1 million entrepreneurs to rock their businesses and lives into shape. So once again, Isabel, welcome to Fuel Radio. Thank you, Rod. I've been uh, totally enjoying these episodes. Yeah, this has been great. And uh, before we move into episode nine, as we were talking about in the pre-radio interview, let's do a bit of a, a recap. What are, what are the five ingredients to, um, to, to building your business architecture? Yes. Uh, so ingredient number one is having a strong brand foundation, which is, of course, the foundation of your house, as we've been kind of uh, talking about the house analogy. So the brand foundation is the foundation of the house, mission, purpose, values, promise, X factor, story, ideal client and marketing needs. So those are all aspects. There are more aspects to this, but those are the aspects that you know we touched on for uh, ingredient number one. Ingredient Number two is vision and planning, which is the heating of your house, your five-year vision, your 12-month goals, your three-month plan, which is your quarter plan, and your weekly actions. And of course, there are others, but we've covered a little bit about this. And you know, how can you how can you align your weekly actions? to ensure that they're going to actually get you results and get you closer to your five-year vision, 12-month goals, and three-month plan. Mm -hmm. The third ingredient is your systems and processes, which is the wiring and the plumbing of your home, of your ideal home. Lead magnet, qualifying process, proposal process, onboarding, completion, renewal, follow-up, and nurturing process. And, And unfortunately, you know, most people have one or two little yellow check marks as to everything that I've talked about so far. And this is why people end up being really overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, right? Just even with these three first ingredients. Mm-hmm. The fourth ingredient is policies and boundaries. Basically, how you work and why you work that way so that you can lead your clients better. Basically, what you can expect of your clients, what they can expect of you, and also your winning ritual, what makes you great and keeps you great so that you can uh, move forward with more ease with your business. And I see the policies and boundaries as being the framing of your house. And last but certainly not least, ingredient number five is key performance indicators, which I view as the thermostat of your house. It's what knowing how much a lead costs you. What is your gross income? What is your profitability ratio? How many proposals do you need in your pipeline, in your live pipeline, in order to eliminate feast and famine? Um, there are We talked about that in the previous episode. Lots of key performance indicators that you can keep track of. The important thing is not the quantity, but the quality. And with the right key performance indicators, you can fix and better and elevate anything 
in your business. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though, 97% of the time, it, what I see is um, people that have, as I just mentioned, right, not even green check marks, like they're yellow check marks because they're <laughs> barely, they barely make it. Sometimes people are clear about their mission, but they're never clear about their mission the way I explain a mission. They're sometimes clear about what they believe in, their values. Some people are clear about their gross income. Some people have uh, some 12-month goals. But out of everything we've talked about, this is like three, three to five yellow check marks. And that is the cause. It's the cause of feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid. It's the cause for the seven warning signs that we've talked about at the beginning of, of this series. It's the cause for not having enough clients or attracting the wrong clients or having to discount your services because people don't understand your worth. Um, it's the cause of inconsistent and chaotic service delivery, meaning, you know, you're before, during, and after sale. You know, sometimes you do this, sometimes you don't. It's why you can't hire to expand. It's why you take on the wrong clients. It's why you have an uninspiring and chaotic schedule. And it's why you have to work nights and weekends because during weekdays from nine to five, you know, you're in reaction mode. When you don't have the proper business architecture, you operate by default and not by design. And when I work with small business owners, I reverse that. I do a complete 180 and it's all about helping them uh, work and, and operate by design rather than by default. And that changes lives. It changes the way you work. It changes who you attract as clients. It changes your credibility. It changes your, it increases your confidence. And it's not that hard to do. Believe me, you know, a lot of people say to me, Oh my God, Isabel, that, that looks like so much work, which we'll address in a moment. First, we'll address what happens when you have a proper business architecture. But a lot of people tell me, oh my God, it feels like so much work. And I, I, can, I will bet my house on this. It is so much more work to work without the proper business architecture than any work that you will do creating it. I guarantee you that. So that's a good lead into my next question. Uh, when we have the proper architecture, what can we expect? Yes. First of all, um, you know, let's remind everybody as to why we start a business, right? Yeah. We start a business because we want more freedom, more flexibility, and more money. And we want the opportunity to do it our way, which is why we don't want a, bus, a boss ahead of us, right? Or on top of us. Yeah. So, but not having the proper architecture creates the complete opposite. It creates 97% of all small business owners feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid. As you just asked me, when small business owners have the proper business architecture, I'm not saying perfect. I'm not saying they have all pieces totally done. I'm saying even if you had a third of a proper business architecture, you would start getting these types of results. You'd start attracting ideal clients that would gladly pay you more money and would actually beg you to take them on. Hmm. You know, you, you're known and you're valued as an expert in your industry and you no longer are the best kept secret. You would also have an effective and organized consistent sales process, you know, to provide a wow experience and to provide more value. Because when you provide more value and you deliver your products and services in a, in a unique way, 
you do make it a no-brainer for people to choose you over anyone else. And that is module one, two, and three of the Build to Rock process. Great. The other thing that you're going to create is increase revenue while enjoying more freedom. Who the hell doesn't want that, right? <laughs> Who the hell doesn't want to increase revenue while enjoying more freedom? How are you going to be able to create that? Well, you're going to earn more for what you do because you're going to increase the value that you provide. You'll create a steady flow of ideal projects and clients. You'll charge more for what you do. And you'll automate certain repetitive tasks to free up some of your time. And then the other result that you're going to create is you're going to operate from your own ideal schedule and rhythm instead of always being at the mercy of your clients and your prospects, which means you might be able to want to take Fridays off. You might work six hours a day. You might take one week off per month. You might, you know, like for me, I take 16 weeks off per year. I've designed it that way. It's part of my engineering of my business. And again, that doesn't happen by default, right? It happens when you design it purposefully. It happens when you have the proper architecture in place mm -hmm. to support you. But most importantly, you will become more productive than ever, which means you'll accomplish more in less time. And you will have the opportunity to only do work that you want to do instead of taking on anything that comes along. And um, that, is, that is amazing when you can actually be able to say no to things because they don't fit your quarter plan or, yeah, it would be a great opportunity, but you don't really, you're not really interested in taking that on this month. It is amazing when that happens and you feel confident. You feel like you're in control of your business rather than being a slave to it. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So something I didn't mention off the top is that this is part of a podcast series. It's the Build to Rock series, position it right, deliver it right, get paid right. And so now we're into episode number nine. And if people want to go back and listen to the things that we've been talking about, they can find those on fuelradio.com and, and, and do a review. And you know, Isabel, sometimes I find I need to tell people even though podcasting is really becoming quite widespread, we need to tell people how they can do that, you know, so people can listen to it. There's apps available for your iPhone and for if you have a, an Android phone, there's apps where people can listen to this episode on their phones or you can listen to it online as, as you work or uh, maybe as you're doing housework or probably the best way is to sit down and just really concentrate and, yeah. <laughs> and listen to it. Uh, Especially I, this series. This series is, is <clears throat> life and business uh, altering, result altering, you know, so <laughs> yeah. you might want to pay attention for sure. Yeah. And there's forms and there's sheets and giveaways and things that people can download to, to actually do some work. And so uh, you mentioned last time, I thought it was really good that, you know, build is built to rock will really help you if you're in a startup or if your business has been going for a while, it'll help you to figure out uh, some things that you need to stop doing or some things that you, you need to start doing. And as an entrepreneur myself, it sure triggered a lot of those kinds of thoughts uh -huh, for sure. uh, in, in my mind. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now one of the things that I get a lot, Rod, is um, people that say, oh my God, you know, Isabel, it feels like a lot of work or it feels complicated to move forward in, 
in building the right business architecture for you. Mm-hmm. And, and so some of your listeners might be thinking, yikes, you know, it'll take too long or it'll scare clients away. A lot of people think that being a leader and having uh, rules and regulations scare clients away. Um, they think that it might remove some of their freedom because they're going to be a little too organized for their liking, which is the complete opposite. And I want to say a couple things about that. First of all, uh, to talk about it'll take too long to do. The reality is it takes time to do this, but not doing it takes longer and costs a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And so the, the small little window of time that you're going to take to actually get this done will exponentially have rewards for you and they're all cumulative rewards so um, you know some people have doubled their business in three months Um, some people have uh, reduced the amount of workload an unnecessary workload within two weeks Um, and one of the module we've got module one to eight in the build to rock process but I don't throw you in module one I've created a a pre module which I call get started module And in this Get Started module, I reveal a strategy that will change your life forever. And some people said to me many, many times at many occasions, the Get Started module is worth the entire tuition for the entire program. (laughs) That amazes me because that tells me that I could actually create a program just with the Get Started module, which is awesome. But, you know, it's all about operating by design not by default. Mm -hmm. And and the whole fear around scaring clients away when you have a structure, the reality is structure makes clients feel safer. It makes them feel more confident about working with you. They know what to expect and you create consistency for you and for the client, which is huge value. You said in a previous uh, podcast that you would pay your printer more money than other printers because he is the best and he delivers and he walks his talk and that's all relevant with what we're talking about here right mm-hmm. now the other one is removing freedom is oh my god like especially cre- create create uh, creative people i was going to say creativity creative people let's go oh my god i feel like i won't be able to be as spontaneous as i'd like to be well more structure equals more freedom and more flexibility because you'll customize your system to suit your business and your lifestyle And it will never hamper creativity. The reality is restrictions actually increases creativity. And the less you have to worry or busy your head with, the better your creativity will be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the biggest one is people think they're going to have to stop their business, stop everything to implement what Build to Rock teaches. And it's, it's an implement as you go. This is why this program has been created. It's an, it's an eight module program but that you have access to for life. So building a business that rocks is a journey. It's not an event. Imagine if McDonald's, you know, the, the McDonald's chains was saying, okay, we need to elevate our business model right now. We're going to close all McDonald's across the planet to do this and then we're gonna come back next week no no businesses do that they all elevate and operate and make things better as they work and I teach you in the built rock process I teach you how to do that without killing yourself in the process mm-hmm. yeah makes me think of the McDonald's in my <laughs> where we used to live out in Walnut Grove in Langley you know open during renovations they totally they totally. totally revolutionized the whole building and it was you wouldn't even recognize it when they were done, but they never stopped doing business. They kept, That's right. they kept open the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and and, and, and I was also thinking of you too. I mean you you did 
shut down for a week at one point, but you've been continually tweaking and nev- you never stop growing and never stop learning and implementing new things into your business. Mm, all the time, all the time. And in fact, I was away for the entire month of September mm-hmm. at, 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 at events that helped me elevate. And, and again, the more I learn, the more I can be of, of value to my clients. And now my business doesn't shut down because I'm, I'm not self-employed. I have a, an actual business, uh, which actually runs even though I'm not there. Uh, but you might have to take an hour or two on, on a weekly basis to really stop everything that you're doing and focus on something. But that's, that doesn't mean your business is, is stopped. It just means for the next two hours, you're not available, right? Mm-hmm. So that's totally doable. So it's something that you, you have to implement as you go, which is why if you're thinking of starting a business, doing the built to rock process is, I would say, quintessential mm-hmm. um, because then you're going to avoid a lot of mistakes and you're, gonna, you're in a position that you can set it up and build it the right on the right foot the right time at, at the beginning but if you're already in business and you're experiencing either you're plateauing or you know you're working too hard for too little money or like all the uh, the uh, the seven warning signs that we talked about in the first three episodes of this series if you're experiencing even two of those uh, built to rock will help you rectify that and and create a business that you're in love with that you get you get paid what you're worth and you're enjoying the process as you are elevating your business so and we've been touching on this a little bit uh, today we want to talk about time management yes which is a huge issue for so many people <laughs> it is yeah so and you have a, a tool that you want to offer us and uh, something that you use it's called bubble time it is yeah so so tell us a little bit more about time management and how you do it Okay, so first of all, um, I wanna I wanna promote this new thinking, is that we can't manage time. Time is the only non-renewable resource on the planet, and it's it's the only fair resource on the planet. Meaning, every no matter who you are, if you're the Pope or Madonna or Isabel and Rod. <laughs> Whether you're in, uh, you know, Mukmuk Island or literally, you know, Vancouver, anywhere you are in the world, we all have 24 hours in a day and we all have seven days a week. There's nobody else on the planet that experiences an eight-day week or, you know, a 48-hour day, which means you can't manage time. You can only manage yourself within the time you have. Some people are amazing at managing themselves. Some people have four businesses, uh, three hamsters, two dogs, and seven kids, and they actually find time to go on vacation. <laughs> and some other people, you know, have, uh, they're, they're self-employed and they can't take evenings off. They can't take weekends off. They can't go on vacation. Uh, they're overworked and underpaid and they have only one business, right? So it means, it only means this, more t- having more time, would be like a woman having a bigger purse. What happens when you have a bigger purse? <laughs> More crap gets put in it. Right, right. <laughs> so it's important to really realize what your goals are for the week, what your goals are for the day, um, and understand what your actions should be uh, in terms of um, how you want to manage your day and yourself within your day. And we've talked about bubble time before very briefly. Mm-hmm. I want to talk more about it because without this explanation here, um, a bubble time might not 
make a lot of sense. So why I created Bubble Time, my previous business, I had an open, I was in Gastown in a beautiful loft and I had an open space, no doors um, to keep quiet. And I felt that I was going to work at four o'clock in the morning and I would be really productive up until my herd of employees arrived at around quarter to nine. And then, then from nine to five, my day was chaotic. And then when my herd left, um, then I stayed and I actually got really productive because there was no distractions, no clients after me, no employees after me. And then I thought, wow, my employees have a beautiful life. They have an amazing schedule. My clients are well served. In fact, probably overserved. And I have a shit life. <laughs> I work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. And I thought, this is ridiculous. This is not why I started my business. I started my business, as I said earlier, because I wanted more freedom, more flexibility, and the ability to make more money my way. And there I, there I felt being completely enslaved to my business, the very business that was supposed to be my best friend and to give me more freedom. And so I put a stop to that by creating what I call bubble time. And bubble time is literally a schedule and, and you'll have access to this. That's going to be the goodie of the week. Um, you'll have access to bubble time and to actually my, my template schedule. And what I do is I first thing in the morning is I do my non-negotiable every day. I do one thing that is non-negotiable for me to do. And I do one thing for me before I start giving my entire self to uh, my clients, my suppliers, my employees, my team, everybody. And I work very purposefully. I've got my Mondays, for example. Mondays are an admin day for me. I do a lot of proposals. I do some calls. I, I do project management. So anything that's admin related or project management related. And then I look at emails. And then in the afternoon, I might do some client works, uh, some client work or meetings, uh, depending if I have anything. So I have a management meeting in the afternoon with my team. So it's really a day to set up my week so that my week flows how I want it to flow. And it's not perfect, but it's, it's a rhythm. Tuesdays, I have a block of bubble time in the morning where I don't take any calls. This is what the definition of bubble time is, is uninterrupted block of time to allow you to deliver something, to allow you to concentrate on the task at hand. So I have from 9.30 to 11 o'clock, I have a block of bubble time, which is no interruption. Nobody talks in the office. Everybody is silent. Everybody works purposefully and with attention and intention. Then I have a, a management meeting or a, a team huddle. And in the afternoon, it's dedicated to client work and meetings. So I have four or five blocks in my week that are, and two of them are really long. Thursday afternoon is from 1.30 to 4.30. I don't take phone calls. I don't do meetings. I don't do anything. I just work. I do, whether it's work for me, whether it's work for my clients, I actually don't have any distractions. Nobody has access to me. Facebook doesn't blip, doesn't ding. Emails don't ding. Nothing disturbs me. I am 100% at my task. And that doesn't mean I don't get disrupted by my thoughts. You know, I have thoughts come into my mind all the time, but what most people do is they'll work at something and then they'll have a thought. And then instead of writing the thought down for later, they actually start doing it right now. And I get caught in that sometimes. I go, oh yeah, I go to my email and then I was going to write an email for you, Rod, let's say. And then suddenly 
an email comes in and I get distracted, distracted by the title and then I read it and I go, oh, now I have to address this right away. So I address this right away and then I forget that I was what I was doing and I was doing something important for you. And so that I call like just a complete chaotic, what's the next bright, shiny object? And and I don't like to operate that way. It causes mistakes. It causes for you to feel completely overwhelmed. And who likes to end their day feeling like they have a bigger to-do list than when they started their day and feeling like they haven't accomplished anything? Nobody wants to feel that, right? Right. And so having a clear plan of your day and having the time that it takes to be non with without any disruptions makes the world of difference so in this particular podcast series i've shared a tool called bubble time in uh, early on in the process i shared bubble time but i really wanted to spend more time explaining it i also shared a tool called my week planner and my week planner and bubble time go together and so I want you to go back into the previous episodes to download my week planner and download this bubble time so that you can understand better the format of it. And then I'm very purposeful as well, Rod, as to when I look for emails. So I look for emails um, at 11 a.m. I check emails at 1 p.m. And I check p emails at 4.50 p.m. So I don't every day, part of my day, like some people get... Some people press send receive, I mean, a hundred times a day. What that does is it, it'll just sideswipe you from what you need to do today. And you're not, unless you're a brain surgeon on call, there's no reason why you can't take two to three hours in one day and just work, just do whether it's work for your client. If you're, if you're a designer and you need to design a piece, don't take any calls while you're doing this. Put a message on your voicemail that says you're in production time. And as long as people know what to expect, if you said you were going to get back to someone at 2 on Friday and you forget because you're in bubble time and you don't get back to them, well, you know, obviously there's something wrong there. But it's about learning to work by design and not by the seat of your pants. <laughs> I increase my, pro my profitability by 65% just by implementing bubble time wow it's huge yeah yeah you keep mentioning this saying you've mentioned it over and over again i love it working by design and not by default do you have yeah. that do you have that tattooed on your body somewhere almost <laughs> oh, i'm about to have a tattoo the one tattoo that i have on my left arm inside of my left arm it says happiness is when what i think say and do are in perfect harmony <laughs> and that is a different way of saying that I operate, I live by design and not by default. Right? Uh -huh. So it is meant, and now that doesn't mean that you can't alter your schedule, doesn't mean that you can't make exceptions. The reason why I say please live and operate by design, not by default. For example, if I had take Fridays off or if I am I'm in a big meeting on Friday for a big client, and if a client, another client calls me and says, I can only meet you on Friday, I'm going to go, well, I can't, I'm already in a meeting on Friday, but here I'm going to open up my schedule and I'm going to make it work so at, at a different time. What happens mainly is people, and especially if the project on Friday is for themselves. See, you've heard me say this as well, Rod, treat yourself as your own best client. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm working on my own project, like today. This is my own project with you. Well, 
Even if HSBC had called, I would have said, I can't. I, I have something, I'm recording podcasts on this day, and I can't do that. Now, could I call you and change the appointment of recording a podcast? Of course I could. Most people do that by default. I don't do that by default. I go, hey, listen, sure, there's another time that we can meet each other. Let's compromise somewhere else. If, it, if it's HSBC and it's important enough for me and there's no other time, it is my decision to say, sorry, I can't work with you on this project, or I will see what I can do if I can change my appointment. What the problem that I see is people operate by the seat of their pants and they right away put themselves in the back burner all the time. And they, they just automatically say yes without really organizing a schedule that would, that would work best for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, you end up having clients that are happy, but you that are, that are running a crazy schedule that, that doesn't keep you at your best. Yeah. It's, it's such a trust building thing again, too. We've talked about it, you know, like, and for me to know that you would tell HSBC that you can't do it at this time uh, because you have something else going. Well, that just, that inspires me and that lifts my confidence in you because believe me, I've, I've been on the other end of that, you know, where yeah. people say, Oh, can we move this meeting to this? And you feel as the client or as someone working with you, you feel less than important. You know, when, when you, when someone says, Oh, I got to, I have something more important that I have to deal with yeah. basically is what you're saying. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And so it's important to one, treat yourself as your own best client. And second, set your schedule. So everybody's got different rhythms, you know, learn when you, when you are most productive, I'm most productive between four in the morning and 11 in the morning. That's my most productive time. I'm not going to book calls in that most productive time. Now, of course, I couldn't book calls at 4 a.m., but I do have clients in Australia, so that would be a perfect time. But I don't. I actually go, no, I'm going to actually make sure that in that time, I'm going to do things that require a lot of my brain, things that require my genius to stand out. And then calls that don't require that much attention, I will do them more in the afternoon uh, or at a different time when I am potentially not able to be as productive. Mm -hmm. So first you need to understand your rhythm, right. your productivity rhythm, and then you need to set your schedule up for success. Don't set your schedule up for, now, first of all, Rod, too many people don't even use a schedule. I, mean, I would be dead without a schedule. Right. If it's not in my schedule, I will forget. If it's not in my calendar, it will not get done. Whether it's a call, whether it's a task, whether it's a big project, whether it's a, a reminder of some kind. And here's a tip. In your calendar, you should have tasks and you should have appointments. Appointments are not just for people, right, to meet someone. Appointments are maybe you have an appointment with yourself so that you can work on this particular project uh, from one to three. That's an appointment with yourself. Now, if it's a task that takes more than 15 minutes, do not have it as a task that has no appointment attached to it. Mm. Create, put it into your schedule as an appointment that will require half an hour, let's say and put that task in there. Tasks that are above, floating above my schedule, like in Outlook or in Google Calendar, for example. The tasks that are above, just listed as a task, they're, they're something that are gonna take 15 minutes or less. 
anything more than that, I owe it to myself to book it into my schedule. And so if I'm in bubble time and a thought comes through my mind, I go, oh my God, I totally forgot to call so-and-so. What I do is I, I have post-its beside me. I write it on a post-it, put it aside, continue my bubble time. I can get interrupted in my bubble time by my own thoughts. Um, I, I have a, a great saying that says, I have conversations all day. Some of them include other people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I converse with myself and I'm working and then I go, oh, I completely forgot to update one of my clients for one of his projects. I'm not going to pick up the phone and do that right away. I'm going to write it down on the post. I don't even go to my calendar or to my outlook to book it. No, I write it on a post-it, put it aside, continue working. And I put a clock. I put an alarm. My bubble time is until noon. I work um, productively and without interruption until it rings. Once it rings, if I have five minutes to finish it up, great. I will go over five minutes and finish it up. If I still have an hour and I'm nowhere near done, I don't continue because I have something else to do in my schedule. I will simply rebook it on another day. So I, on my management meeting on Fridays, I look at my week my past week and I look at what's been done, what hasn't been done. And I look at my future week and I plan what I'm going to do when, and when you're planned that way, doesn't mean it's in cement. You can change that. But when that happens, you will sleep better at night. You will have a lot less things going through the falling through the cracks. And I even have a client that has a worry slot. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Friday morning, she has a worry slot. Yeah. And, and when she worries about something during the week, instead of worrying about it, she goes, you know what? I'm going to put that in my Friday morning slot to worry about that on Friday. Yeah. What do you think happens when, when she gets on Friday? Do you think she needs to worry about that thing anymore? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Very, like 1% of the time she needs to still worry about it. Yeah. So it's, again, it's about working by design, not by default. And it's about setting your rhythm, setting your... Um, your schedule for success, mm -hmm. not in cement. It's just so that things are written down. If everything is in your head, you are going to die. You're, you're going to forget things. Even though you have the best memory in the world, there will come a time when I remember for me, it, the, 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 the line was when I got 65 big projects at the same time. And those 65 projects had a thousand different tasks and little babies to do. And I thought, Oh my God, I am now wanting to kill myself. <laughs> and so I had to start writing things down. Not only is it good for yourself, but it's also good for when you have a team, you'll have already a process in place for being able to delegate your thoughts and, and you'll have a process in place to be more productive in your week. And therefore you'll arrive on Friday feeling satisfied and happy with what you've accomplished this week. And that will also teach you most of the time people book way too many things, way too many things in their schedule or in what they promise. They overpromise and underdeliver. And when you can keep track of what you have on your schedule, then you can underpromise and overdeliver and therefore create a, a more trust and create more satisfaction for yourself. Does that make sense? Totally. The, the, the worry list is a really good point because a lot of this, like getting it out of your head and into your schedule really helps as a stress reliever, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh my God. I mean, I wouldn't live without that. And, and I, when I'm walking and I don't have post-its, I have my iPhone, I record my voice. I send it to myself as a, as an email audio. And once I get at the office or in my home, I look at my emails at uh, five, four 50 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually look at, 
um, look at what it is that I, what my thought was, and then I book it right away in my calendar or I, or I have a parking lot sheet where those are ideas that I'm not implementing right now, but I don't want to forget. So I just park them on a parking lot sheet, but mm. I don't keep anything in my head. Otherwise I can't, I'm not present when I eat, you know, I, I eat fast and I just think about a whole bunch of different things and I'm not present and I want to be present and I'm more valuable to you, to my clients, to myself, to my relationships, if I'm present. Yeah. yeah. And, and funny enough, we just talked about Siri too. So you yes. can create, before this episode in our pre-radio interview. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, you can use Siri as a reminder too, and you can tell Siri specifically when to remind you. So if you know your schedule and when you want to work on a certain task, you can say, you know, Siri, remind me at 7 p.m. tonight to move my car or remind me at uh, 10 a.m. today to call Isabel, that, that kind of thing. So Siri is quite good for that as well. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many more things that I could talk about around Build to Rock, but, you know, I, I realize that this episode is running a little long and uh, uh, you, you, we can, you can re invite me to talk more about time management and and how we can because there's another five amazing tools and strategies that I can share to really help people get more done in less time I want to ask you I know we're running a little long but I want to ask you one sort of deeper question about sure. all of this and sure. I think coaches find you know they go in and they people want to be coached about their business and often it leads into personal coaching and you know, I, I, what I'm sensing underlying all of this is that you're going to do this if you really value yourself. And a lot of this has to do with self-worth, you know, and, and creating that time for yourself. As you were talking about bubble time, I was thinking about your, you know, you mentioned your getting your non-negotiable. I wonder if you could just speak to that for a sec, just value and self-worth. And to me, that seems to be underlying all of, all of this. It is. And, and it's funny because I work with a lot of um, coaches and mentors that are in the wealth and health industry. And in that particular industry, there is a shyness around self-worth and around charging for their services. And I, I I have many pitfalls, but self-worth is certainly not one of them. <laughs> and that doesn't mean, you know, I'm better than anyone else. That does, It just means that I value my time. I value the value that I bring on the table and I'm able to articulate uh, what that value is. I'm, I'm an expert at saying no. Um, a lot of people say yes to everything. And I will say that if you can't say no to the things that you don't want, you'll never be able to say yes to the things that you do want. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. And there are too many times where, you know, people say, my God, I can't say no to that. I've already committed or I can't say no to this because it would, it would hurt. It would hurt more than one person. And I say to this, saying no will hurt, but it will hurt maybe for a week or two. Saying yes to something you don't want can hurt for years. You know, what, what you said yes to can be a yearly contract. It can be, it can be something that is way longer than just, you know, going to do the grocery with someone. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's about self-worth. It's about protecting your time. Time is the only non-renewable resource on this planet. You will never, I will never get this minute that I'm talking with you. I'll never get that back. Yeah. And so do I choose to, how do I choose to spend my time so that it is fun? so that it is valuable, so that it is purposeful, and so that it actually makes sense for both parties. 
If we operate so it makes sense for our clients but never for us, what's the point? So I'll give you an example of that. I used to have, I have three prongs to my business. Uh, a strategy prong, um, so strategy and innovation, implementation and coaching, and then creative. And I felt like I needed a lot of changes in my week. So one day, uh, you know, morning I was creating a, 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 I was doing something creative. In the afternoon I was doing some admin. Uh, the next day, you know, I was working with a client on strategy day. And then I had too many different styles of deliverables in a week. And I thought I was gonna like that, but then it, it created a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. So I decided to have specific days dedicated to specific things. So a day of coaching, a day of creative, a day of coaching, a day of creative. I figured out that that even was too much. So now I only coach in the second and last week of every month. So all my coaching clients have their coaching session clustered. So if I have 10 coaching clients, I would see my 10 coaching clients on the second and last week of every month. And on the first and third week of every month, the predominant subject is strategy days and creative projects. And I finally found a good rhythm. It took me a while to figure it out, but I, you can only figure those things out if you give yourself importance and if you give yourself the time to say no to certain things because you're testing certain other things mm -hmm. and you can't get there if you're saying yes to everybody and um and so when people call me and go i have a great opportunity for you isabel i go okay so tell me about the opportunity i will be the judge yeah. of, of seeing if it's a great opportunity for me because it might be a great opportunity but it might not fit in where i'm at right now and when someone says to me right now that this doesn't fit in my quarterly plan for now I would love to table that for another quarter are you open to that I am amazed because I'm I'm one to do that but I don't meet many people who do do that and I'm always I feel like I find someone who's in my clan you know yeah so it's important I was just offered my own uh, radio segment on roundhouse radio half an hour per week and it's great. It's a great opportunity, but I need to assess how this fits in my schedule, how this fits in my, my, my three month plan in my year plan. And is it, is it exciting? Yes. Is it awesome for the ego? Absolutely. Um, will it be something that I will commit to? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but mm -hmm. I will assess it in a way that is going to be, it has to be a win-win for two, for both parties. And if I feel like it's going to be either too much work or uh, it doesn't fit, I, I will be able to say no, even though it could be an opportunity of a lifetime. Sure. Good. So what's our leap of the week this week? Leap of the week this week is I want you to sit down and really think about when are you most productive in your day? And I want you to start creating your bubble, your, uh, your bubble time schedule um, based on uh, down, you downloading the, the template. That'll help you a lot. But I want you to start creating your schedule rhythm. And I want you to adhere to that for 30 days so that you can see what's working well. And don't, you know, don't start by complicating things. It might just be that every Wednesday from one to four, you're gonna close the phones, close emails, and you're gonna close everything. And you're just gonna get accustomed to having some time to work 
whether it's on your business or for a client, but without any distractions. We are ad addicted to distractions. And uh, it is proven that we cannot operate as well uh, with distractions. So as I'll remind you, I've uh, increased my profitability by 65% just by implementing bubble time. So what I want you to do is I want you to sit down, figure out when you're most productive, and make sure that you set a good two to three hour bubble time in there when you're most productive at least once per week. Eventually you'll work at uh, half an hour, uh, sorry, half a day per day. It would be ideal. But uh, for now, <clears throat> two to three hours. Even if you're, if you're um, someone who's ADD, you know, start with an hour and a half for crying out loud. You know, you don't have to complicate your life. But I want you to taste what it feels like to have a chunk of time without absolutely no interruptions and see I would love for you to start sharing your your challenges with that your blocks with that or your results with that on the built to rock Facebook private group and so obviously our goodie of the week is this bubble time uh, template so if people want to go to fuelradio.com they'll see a link there for it and they can download uh, bubble time uh, on on our site and That's I just mentioned Build to Rock, but maybe just tell us a little bit more about the Build to Rock program and the special offer that you have for Fuel Radio listeners. Yes, for sure. So the Build to Rock program is, you know, if you feel like you want, you're someone who wants to get more things done while working less. If you want to have clients that will gladly pay you more money and beg you to take them on. If you want to become an ideal client magnet. If you want to finally have an organized, effective, and consistent sales process. And if you want to, of course, increase your revenue while enjoying more time off, then build. First of all, you're not alone. A lot of a lot of small business owners want that. Unfortunately, working one on one with a coach to get to that is not always affordable. Which is why I created uh, Build to Rock. It's an eight module online program that will help you kick some amazing business butt. And if you want to apply for the program, uh, you have to go to buildtorock.com and click on the apply now button. Um, of course, on that page, you'll get a lot more information about what Build to Rock covers, the full curriculum. Uh, as part of the Build to Rock program, you get to work uh, with me uh, and on a weekly basis for 14 weeks straight. And then the, uh, of course, it's an affordable program, absolutely affordable to all small business owners. And, and and of course, uh, the I'm I'm happy to give a five hundred dollar uh, scholarship for all Fuel Radio listeners. And of course, you need to mention that in the application. Just mention that you have listened on Fuel Radio, and automatically we will reduce your tuition by five hundred dollars. Thanks for doing that. And I'm looking ahead, and <laughs> I think people are going to like this. We've touched on it today, but uh, what's our next uh, episode going to be all about? Oh my God, I don't have that in front of me. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know I turned it into a question, but. Uh, oh, all yeah. good. I suddenly, I don't have that in front of me. I heard the papers flipping there, but. Yes, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about managing emails and yes. diverse communication methods, what yes. you use and, and why. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That'll be that. I get that question asked a lot. You know, oh my God, how do you how do you manage all the channels of communications, and yeah. how do you stay on top of that, and uh, and how do you manage email? And we will we will we will hash this out together. <laughs> yeah, it can certainly be overwhelming. So yeah, I look forward to that discussion. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Isabel. This has been awesome as usual, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely, I'll be there. Hey, take it off, take it off.
Take it over, take it out of control Today 